In today's episode, we discuss absolutely nothing. This is nothing but comedy. It's a comedy break. So stand by, true believers. Another episode of You're Not My Father is here. That's right. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family-friendly podcast from Alaska and this side of Anchorage. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. I'm a father, a husband, and my curiosity and mistakes have given me a world of experiences that I want to share with you, maybe even make you laugh, and especially in today's episode. But our podcast is made just for you to learn something positive, something that you can apply to your life as a parent, kid, or otherwise. So without further ado... Let's do something. But first, a word from our sponsors. Incidentally, we're not sponsored by anyone. But if you've got some disposable income and you feel like you want to spread the word on your product or your services or whatever it is that you're looking for, let us know on facebook.com slash YNMF show. And we'd be happy to take a look at it and do whatever. Um, so comedy. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're talking about comedy. Of course, whenever you talk about comedy, you're kind of under this impetus of how do you make this funny? And so, of course, no show that isn't about fatherhood is is complete without some dad jokes. So we'll, we'll have some of those. Um, in real life, most people know me as a bit of a jokester. My kids would probably see a good balance of the serious and the funny. But some folks probably don't see any of the funny things I do. That in itself is funny to me that I'm here touting as funny as I am and probably haven't said anything funny yet. But let's let's go back in time, shall we? Oh, wait a minute. That's not what I was looking for. But I was really looking for something magical. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> so how far back do we go? It, it, in one's life to where do you find the funny things? So as people that probably have listened to the show um, know that I was kind of a free range kid. Most of the time my parents were at home. So I had to essentially kind of learn things from wherever I could in, in a lot of instances. And one of those things being TV and Hollywood. So as a kid, it was cartoons, cartoons and, Lots of cartoons. So I remember watching things like Scooby-Doo um, back in, I guess it was the middle 70s, whenever it really comes down to it. But for me being a kid of the 80s, it just seemed like Scooby-Doo was a cartoon from the 80s. But Scooby-Doo would have uh, special guests like the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, that era's Batman. Don Rickles. It was a lot of great beginning comedy. It was all clean, but 
just kind of wholesome kind of fun for the most part. And so being kind of unsupervised at that time, I kind of gravitated to other things. So my father was really big into technology. He isn't currently, um, but I think it's where I got a lot of my technology bug. And whenever we were little, my dad actually went out and bought a satellite dish. It's kind of before I knew what any of that stuff was. None of my friends had satellite dishes. We even had a VCR, which, you know, depending on how old you are, a VCR may <laughs> seem like some kind of antiquated piece of technology, and it is, or you may not have any idea what it is at all. But for back in that day, that was like the, uh, like the iPhone before an iPhone. It, it was it was really crazy, and it would become ubiquitous later on. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know, we really didn't know what the VCR really was. You know, it was a box that kind of sat there. I'm pretty sure I asked my dad what it was, and I'm not sure if I got a satisfactory answer. But it wasn't for a few days or a few year, years later that um, <laughs> some guy in a trailer started a video rental store. And so we would drive, I think it was like 15 minutes out of the way because we grew up in the country to rent videos. And it was kind of interesting. Some of them were newer videos and you were able to take them home and watch them and you could rewind them. And so having entertainment on demand was pretty cool. Now, of course, having the world at my fingertips, 1980 version, being left alone to be self-supervised, I thought of my plan of action to watch anything that remotely interested me was kind of fair game. If it was like Star Wars, Razor the Lost Ark, E.T. or Back to Future, I was totally in. If it was like Rambo or had guns or war in it, I was in. If it was just plain funny like Eddie Murphy, I was totally in. Now, being at this point in time, Eddie was pretty hot. Um, he was like a comedy god to me, even at a small age. And later on, whenever he did his stand-up albums, uh, it was a little bit older. Me, <laughs> me and my friends would copy these audio tapes on a cassette tape and pass them around. Now, were they PG? No, they were as bad as you could get at that point. Even by today's standards, they're pretty bad. <laughs> and, uh, at one point, eventually, I could recite the entire acts. It was kind of the same way, too. Like, I would sneak off into, um, we had a, a library, or a room dedicated to a library purpose. And uh, my dad had a, a little stereo in there. I would bring my headphones in there, and I would listen to all his Cheech and Chong's tapes. Now, of course, if somebody asked me, I would say I'm listening to music. It wasn't a lie because some of that stuff had music in it, but for the most part, I was kind of soaking up this comedy thing. Um, and what what appealed to me was cursing, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Cursing was the name of the game. It, it just it was uh, using one of these words had its own kind of power to it. So you say it to a grown up and see what happens. You know, it was just like wow, it's a comedy gold mine. There's this instant reaction. As a matter of fact, I used to use curse words like a sword. You, know, you cut into a conversation with one or two of them, or maybe a string of curses. I would greet my friends with curses. 
they be excited and greet me back the same way. Of course, we'd try to make them sound cooler with other funny words. And of course, it was all fun and dandy until some of the old people that lived on our street caught us cursing on the way home from school. Of course, they called my old man and give him an earful. And then I've got it in turn. But being the budding comedian that I was, and the fact that my dad was in the Navy and cursed at least the very bare minimum that you would expect somebody in the Navy to do and above, I responded in the best way I could whenever he asked me, where did you learn how to talk like that? And of course, quoting the famous anti-drug commercial with the kid who gets busted with pot. From you, Dad, I learned it by watching you. Needless to say, he didn't find that very funny. But I did, on the other hand. Now, it wasn't too much longer after this um, that I was telling my dad a joke. Now, he was captain of the sheriff's department in this small redneck county. And um, I was visiting him at the jail that he managed. And so he was in there with one of his deputies. And I'm telling him this joke about the cursing parrot. Now, I'm not going to tell it here because we're a family-friendly show. But needless to say, the uh, the parrot was taught a bunch of curse words and was in, then uh, went to a church and started saying these things. So I'm trying to tell the joke to my dad. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm feeling that this is doing pretty good. But, of course, in accordance with the law, <laughs> I muffled and minced and... I was like, the, the parents said, yum, 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 yum. and of course my dad's getting frustrated with it. And he's like, come on, just, just, just say the words already. Just go ahead. And it was like time paused. I can't even begin to tell you what that moment meant for me. I'm sitting in front in his office in front of one of his deputies. I've got their attention. They're listening. And I've just been given free reign to say whatever curse words <laughs> I could, which was amazing. It was like the clouds had parted. The sun had shone down on me. I was the anointed one. I had been blessed with the power of cursing. Excalibur, the sword had been delivered to me by the lady of the lake. I would use it in the name of comedy and bring laughter to my friends. It was a good day, nay, a spectacular day. And it was. It was a bonding experience with my father that I'll always remember, I'll always cherish. And we became very close after that. So the power of those words, the power of that comedy, really did something for mine and his relationship. It was really amazing. Nowadays, of course, I've got a 12-year-old daughter. <laughs> and I'm probably scared to have this moment with her. I think that me and my dad probably had our moment at a, at a younger age for me. But I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think she's ready for it. And honestly, I'm probably not ready for it. But I think one day she'll pick up the sword. This sword. <laughs> the sword pick it up one day but not today now my son on the other hand i think he would 
if I gave him even the slightest indication that he should do this, he'd pick it up in a heartbeat. Definitely would. So I think the uh, the comedy gene runs pretty deep in my family. So our last name is Green Man. It's it it's kind of an odd odd name, not too common out there. But my dad is is a bit of a jokester himself. Now, admittedly, he's he's cut from a different cloth than I am. You know, he's the byproduct of World War II. That's where he was born. He came out of that that whole world and yeah. Ex-military, ex-police. He's rough and tough. Doesn't take crap off anybody. John Wayne toilet paper. <laughs> that type of thing. Um, but he's always had a, a, a funny sense of humor. And whenever, you know, kind of going back to what I said before, where did you learn how to do this stuff? Well, it's too, not too far from the truth is that, you know, I would hear these fantastical jokes from him. They were and still are very non-PC, not politically correct by any means. But I don't think there was any malice or hate associated with these jokes. I think, you know, the power of comedy just kind of ran through his 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 mind, you know, and still does. That, you know, he wanted to make people laugh. Now, in talking to my grandmother, she's she's passed, you know, several years ago. But my grandfather, his dad, was very much the same way. Um, and I kind of thought that maybe it was just a couple of us or whatever. But it actually kind of goes back pretty far. So my dad has this newspaper clipping. So I'll kind of set the story up for for you. So it's after the the war, World War II. So my grandfather is is back from the Pacific. Um, he's going to get my dad and his brother and my grandmother. And I, I guess they're they're moving somewhere. You know, he's coming back from the war, and. Um, so his father was kind of set up to put all his belongings on a railroad train and take all this stuff, I guess, back to his father's house. I guess they were going to live with him for a while or whatever. So <laughs> anyway, they, they've got all my grandfather's possessions and they're moving the family. And for whatever reason, I guess they had a cat named Smokey, uh, a black cat in a cage. And I guess the cat was very upset and mad that he was on a train and looked pretty vicious and may have been a slightly larger cat. Well, apparently the the story is, and there's a newspaper clipping of evidence, but apparently my great grandfather spun this yarn to a reporter as to what this fantastical beast was that was getting off this train and apparently he he said something about that his son had picked this cat up in the Pacific and it was a miniature Japanese mountain lion and you know there was a picture of the cat in the newspaper article looking really really 
off. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, I, I couldn't, I, I'd heard the story, but whenever I saw the article, it blew my mind. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe this. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. This is, this really happened. Um, so the whole storytelling comedy bit apparently is pretty rich in my family. And thank God. I don't know if I would be able to do these types of shows. I tend to laugh a, a lot whenever I'm talking. And, and it's probably par for the course. <laughs> but yeah, comedy. It's it's something that every father should have in their skill set. You need to have it in your toolbox. You need to be able to laugh away the crazy things that go on in this world. You need to be able to laugh at yourself. Especially, you know, not take yourself so seriously all the time. You know, give yourself uh, some, some comedy. Um, another thing that happens to me quite a bit is I will get serious. Even the notes to this podcast. I, every one of my podcast notes, I have a fun section, a serious section, and then a fun section. And, and I guess maybe I'm in the serious section now. I'm trying to be serious about you having fun and not being serious. But I guess the, uh, the, the big takeaway here is there's plenty of opportunities in life to be serious. And there's plenty of opportunities to be funny. But really where being funny and knowing the time to be funny is probably more critical than being serious. It's debatable. I know. Definitely debatable. But there's so many times where I've used comedy to de-escalate a situation or to make people understand that it's maybe things shouldn't be that serious. So <laughs> I was watching this episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And so I've, I've kind of been watching a lot of Seinfeld here recently, but I've always liked that show before I kind of got into Seinfeld, which sounds weird because Seinfeld's been around for so long. But one of the things that they kind of joked about was comedy is an essential service. And I started to think about it from, a, you know, the devil's perspective, you know, or devil's advocate was, is it really? And for for a moment there, I was like, it's like, no, it's not. And then I was like very quick to kind of self-correct my, my train of thought. Yes, it is. I mean, if you look back in history, there's so many examples of people being funny uh, in literature, in graffiti in ancient Rome or other parts of the world. And just the fact of court jesters and people making fun of life in general it's something, it's, it's a skill set. It's a survival instinct, probably for some people. You know, people that get so bent out of shape and serious all the time, I really have to wonder what their life is really like. You know, is, is that, is there a human behind all that uh, scrunched face and, you know, constipated look on their face? Um, I, I really do. You know, I, I have to wonder, you know, where 
where is the funny? You know, show me the funny. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely the court jester in the family. I will bring the funny any day. But, but there's plenty of times where I'm plenty serious. And one of my kids will say something so stupid, so ludicrous that it just snaps me out of it. And I just, I just have to laugh. So that's your advice today. This is the fatherly advice that you need to walk away from this episode with. Know when to laugh, know when to be serious, but when in doubt, have a laugh. Life is too short. You know, have fun. Smile. If you're only laughing a small part of your life, you're probably not living a good life. So enjoy yourself. Laugh. Love, you know, <laughs> read the signs that are in Bed Bath & Beyond that you're supposed to hang in your bathroom. It's not that they're wrong. <laughs> it's also not that they're right. They're pretty stupid. But, you know, leave it on your own self to decide when and where. Just don't read the sign and be like, oh, right, I do need to do that. <laughs> Unless, you know... That works for you. If it works for you, go for it. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, that's all the fun that that we're going to have for today. I think this is kind of a shorter episode, but what can I say? It's comedy is not always glamorous. It's not always pretty. You know, like this podcast, you know, it's definitely not pretty. I'm not pretty. Not anymore. I used to be, maybe. <laughs> So here's my call to action part of this script because, yeah, comedy's all about scripts and writing. You gotta, you gotta write your comedy. You know, that's you gotta, you have to craft it. But my call to action is, you know, be sub- be sure, be sure to talk eloquently, be sure to whatever, be sure to subscribe to us and get your weekly dose of "You're Not My Father." Although right now we're we're kind of going more than once a week. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and more. So basically, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. But if you found this podcast useful, please spread the word on social media. Tell your friends, your pets, anyone else who will listen. Also remember, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash YNMF show. And so for that's for this episode, that's it. That's all you're going to get out of this episode. (laughs) But remember, if you're a fan of us, we're a fan of you. We love you. Take it easy. Stay positive. And remember, good vibes only. And uh, try to laugh a little bit more as this music comes into play. Be a good person. Like your mama told you. Like your daddy told you. Somebody told you. Oh, you guys are too kind. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, wow. What another episode. Hasn't this been great? I like this. I like this (laughs) ambiance. That lady likes it in the back the best. She's my biggest fan.